podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. It's a maximum. Oh, it's brilliant. Taken away by Wicks. Let's see Oh, it's glorious. And it's Ward Prowse who strikes it. Bamford shot. Oh, brilliant. The Pogba. Oh, what a finish. Came out to Jimenez. Picked that one out. What a goal by Harry Kane. Saka, 2-0. Jesse Lingard, oh, something finished. The champions of 2021 are Manchester City. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, EPL Index proudly brings to you the best prediction podcast in the world, a tad predictable. With your host, Tiriwa Chanakira, and his guest, it's Guy Drinkle. Game week 27, and you know what that means. It's time for another brand new episode of A Tad Predictable. We had the midweek mayhem this past midweek with the fixtures that came in thick and fast. And the Premier League is not slowing down because there are more fixtures for this weekend. It starts with the Friday night kickoff. But before we get to the fixtures, let's introduce our guest for today, as you heard from the intro. Mr. Producer Guy Drinkle. Uh, Guy, how are you doing? I am looking forward to getting my crown back, which I've never had, but it's it's technically mine. You so, don't want us to play that false king um, clip we played last year. How dare you? you were, where you were claiming a crown that you had not even won yet. I'm the people's champ to do <laughs> We will see how you you get on with Bank It or Burn It, because Bank It or Burn It is back today. Um, obviously, we had uh, Tad's top five in the last episode. I mean, that was fantastic. Uh, another successful Tad top five, don't you think, Guy? Oh, I, I should have listened back properly. Who do you, do you have it listed? A quick rerun for me so I can complain. Yeah, definitely. Let's go. So, in, in, okay, so Jake had some some issues with it as well, but uh, I I didn't get any feed any bad feedback from listeners, uh, so I'm I'm taking that as a win on my mm-hmm. end. But in any case, uh, Tad's top five from the midweek podcast. It was in fifth place was Newcastle. Yeah. Uh, fourth place was Man United. Ooh. Third place was Man City. Second place was Wolves, and first place Liverpool. Now, Wolves disappointed Wolves me let last me down, night. Man. Yeah, Wolves let me down last night. But this was made. This was this was a list that was made before uh, that game. And a, as we say, that that list is based on that current period of time. So obviously, I, I I couldn't account for Wolves losing against Arsenal. It seems like Arsenal are their bogey team. The, you know, Arsenal beating them twice in quick succession. And funny enough, because Jake was saying that Arsenal should have been on my list, perhaps instead of Man United. Yeah, it's, it's funny because if you look at four, Man United are doing well, but then you watch the actual games and they're dreadful. <laughs> but <laughs> they are getting, I mean, who were the two draws against? Southampton and Burnley. Yeah. But three wins out of five, two draws. It's not pretty. It's it, definitely it, not pretty. Yeah. It's, it's but it's a, effective at the moment. Yeah. It's a weird top five because I think Liverpool's obviously the only one with five out of five and probably in longer than that. 
Even Man City have had a loss, which is disgusting. But yeah, it, it, it's a tough one. But I think Newcastle are definitely in it. Definitely yeah. in it. So yeah, I think definitely three out of five. And Wolves, well, Wolves, you did it before their game, so I'll let you off with Wolves. Man used results against the dreadfulness of them, so I'll let you off. But I do, <laughs> Arsenal probably, Arsenal's probably similar to Man United, to be fair. So yeah, yeah, they're looking good. They're looking good, I, I, and. Obviously, Arsenal aren't playing this weekend, um, which has kind of forced me in Fantasy League to play a free hit. But, Guy, um, speaking of free hits, I think Southampton kind of have a free hit in this one against Norwich because Norwich, although we've seen some impressive stuff from them in terms of in-game play of late with uh, Dean Smith coming in, changing things up a little bit, the results haven't always followed that, um, whereas Southampton seem to be in a good rhythm at the moment. Um, no vest for Hasenhutl yet, um, although as I look out my window, it is a bit sunny here in London. I don't know what the weather is uh, in the Midlands. Um, or, or what's the weather like for you there, that side? Uh, up here, it's actually, it's actually blue skies. I didn't have a hat on today, or gloves, so... Yeah, yeah, so you see, so it's basically the summer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so no excuses for Hassan Hutu exactly. this weekend. Um, he's got to whip the vest out again, man. We've missed it. Um, although it's an evening game, isn't it? Nine, uh, eight o'clock kickoff it's here the in the South UK. Coast. It's basically France. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, we'll see. We'll we'll see what he what he what he wears at this one. But it does the game itself, guy. Um, uh, am I right in saying uh, Southampton have impressed you as much as they have me? Obviously, last time out, they had that two uh, 0 win over Everton. I mean, an Everton side that is looking in trouble at the moment. We'll, we'll get but, to that. <laughs> yeah, we will. But impressive results. Draw against Man United a couple of weeks back. Obviously, there was that City game that they played a couple of weeks back, beating um, Spurs as, as well. Southampton are a bit frisky at the moment. Yeah, I mean, I was just thinking now, thinking back to your top five, I mean, a couple, a couple, <laughs> yeah. a, a couple more good results for Southampton. They're probably in there. I mean, obviously, two draws, two losses in the last four, but... That considering who they played, they're in really good form. I mean, Everton's Everton, obviously. But one all with United, beating Spurs, drawing with Man City. It, it, it's a really good run of form from Southampton. and They always go through these spells, Southampton. I don't know where. They look like they're going to get relegated. Probably pick up some injuries where it's like they're definitely going to get relegated. And then people come back, they settle into a team, and this seems to be the team they've settled on. Maybe the odd bit of rotation in the uh, lads behind the strikers. But, I mean, Broyard's coming at the season. Ward-Prowse is kind of finding his uh, feet. Well, not finding his feet, but he's just getting more involved now. Him and Romeo's probably one of the best, better midfields out the uh, the top lads. Um, but, no, they've really settled into a team. But it's, it's a strange one because you look at Norwich. They were doing really well before they had to play Liverpool and Man City. So, will they go back to the to the performances they had before them two games, or will they have taken the toll? It'll be a tough one, but it's just uh, Southampton's the toughest team in the league to predict because it is literally week to week because they can genuinely be one of the best teams in the league or one of the worst. Like I think in terms of the league, they rate, they have the biggest difference in in max and um, maximum and, and lowest uh, performance. But uh, 
Yeah, you have to say a Southampton affair. I'll go... I think it'll be competitive. I think it'll be two... I'll go 2-1 Southampton, but I think this is a genuine one. That could be anything, and it wouldn't shock you. It really wouldn't. Um, Yeah, and I think Norwich, obviously, the unofficial, official, unofficial team of the podcast this season. Um, I've enjoyed the little bit of a fight back that they've given. At least they're they're showing they're not just going to lay down and, and... and just accept their fate. They're actually going to try and, and make a good go of staying up. I mean, it's 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 an impossible task, but it's not over yet. And a, a game like this could be one that could, you know, that they could look at. Obviously, it's tough considering Southampton's form at the moment. But do you reckon Norwich, I think, are, are, when you're down there, you obviously want to win every game. But I think there's certain games that you would be targeting and trying to see if we can get something from it. Um, I, I'm worried about Norwich against set pieces in this game. And, I mean, Ward-Prowse, Bednarak, Broyer in there. Like, I'm I'm just not sure they're going to be able to deal with the set pieces. And I've, I've gone 2-0 to Southampton in this one. Uh, very sad, me having to give that scoreline out in public. Um, I'm sorry, Southampton, um, Norwich, sorry. We will try and get points a bit later on in the season. But... Guy, we'll move on to a team that is desperate to get some points on the board following what happened this midweek. I mean, it's obviously it's 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 a team in Leeds that because they're going to play the same way every single time, there are going to be games like the Liverpool game where they just get spanked. And then there'll be games where, you know, like the Man United one where they almost come back. They they, they just eventually lose out in the end. Um, and then they've seen some good victories as well. But with the injury crisis, I, I think it's just trying to hold on until they can get some of their, you know, key players back or at least some of the spine back. Um, up against a Spurs side who, no, I, I, I warned, I warned the Spurs fans Um <laughs> twice actually on on the podcast last week uh as well as the the one in anticipation for the midweek games that look if they beat they should look at the 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 week in terms of the game against city and the game against burnley and say look odds are we're going to get three points out of six you know in, in these two games um, everyone would expect us to lose to Man City. Fair enough. Look where Man City are in the league. And then Burnley were expected to go and win. So three points out of six, not bad. We'll go We'll go pick up points against a lead side at the end of the week who would have played Man United, would have played Liverpool and probably have had to have quite physical games in those ones. So hopefully try and catch them at the back end of, of a tough stretch of fixtures. So that's how I said they should look at the week. Now, where those three points come from, I don't think it should really matter as much as it seems to matter at the moment. Because they get the three points against City. They lose to Burnley. But by the end of this week, they're in the same position. They would have gotten three points out of six somehow. You know, It's just that Mm -hmm. the results have flipped on where they got those three points from. And all of a sudden, it's absolute pandemonium. Um, Conte's losing his mind. The fans are losing their minds. Levy's probably, you know, losing his mind as well because he can't afford to have Antonio Conte walk out on him. Um, the fans will be absolutely livid with him. Yeah, it's a tough one with Spurs because they seem to find the perfect marriage. All in, well, not all in, a few years ago with Pochettino, and they seem to be the 
bringing or the developing the exciting squad together. Now that that process has ended, we, well, we know the story with Mourinho, um, Nuno, and now Conte, and you've just got your Spurs. Like I know they've had a good five odd years, whenever the hell Pochettino joined. But you're still Spurs, and this is Antonio Conte, and I well, it is kind of disrespectful. But Conte is pretty much bigger than Spurs. He could walk into a much better job if he left tomorrow. So you need to appease him big time. You and you kind of failed that in January. Um, you need to. I don't even know. Just make up all the promises in the world for the summer. At least try and keep him till the summer, and then you can try and at least prove in, in that summer window you, you you will back him. You will sell whoever if he wanted to sell Kane, sell Kane, whatever. I don't think that would be the case because he obviously he likes working with number nines and stuff like that. But yeah, you have to. They have to keep him because they will not get a better manager than. They might get a fodder manager. They might get a Graham Potter or something like that, and it might be better long term. But Conte could. He could get them back in the Champions League. He could still do it this season. He obviously doesn't look pretty at the minute, but he's that good a manager. He can still do it this season. But they have to figure out how to beat teams that don't intend on attacking, or although block teams, basically. Obviously, that's not the issue against Leeds, because Leeds don't do defending. (laughs) Um, (laughs) They have no intention of defending, and probably can't with the players that are missing. Um, So in that case, I think... This is a game that suits Tottenham because, well, unless Bielsa really flips a goes full one eighty on his tactics, um, yeah, I think this should suit them. I mean, a bit more counter attacking opportunities for Son and Kane and, and Kulusevski was obviously good against City as well. Um, it's just the rest of the team. Like, obviously Romero's new to the league, but how has it got to the situation where Eric Dyer is your most important centre back? Mm. That's not good. Like, Eric Dyer seems very likeable and stuff like that. But, yeah, he's played, like, three positions for Spurs. and He's kind of been replaced in all of them. And, he's, yeah, it's not great. Um, it's just how much do I trust Spurs? So it would be the most Spursiest thing ever if they did lose to, to Leeds after, getting, after them getting beat 6-0, <laughs> wouldn't it? It really would, especially with no Calvin Phillips and Bamford and stuff like that. Um, Free to Tottenham. I have no confidence they'll control Leeds at all, but the opportunities Leeds should give to Kane and Son should be enough, I think. I've got the exact same score, 3-2 to Tottenham. And it's purely because I think Tottenham have to... If it was a home game, maybe it would have been uh, better for Spurs this time around. Because I think the the fans would... Or, sorry, if it was a home game, I think it might be worse for Spurs. Because I think the fans would be on top of them from minute one. And any mistakes would be... You know, the crowd would let them know. And, and that could get quite toxic uh, in this game, so I think it's it's fine to be away from home, but the players have to apply themselves energy wise. They have to show the intensity they showed against Man City, rather than the intensity they showed against Burnley. And the thing, the thing that makes me worry about that three-two prediction, and part of the reason why I did make the score so high, is because I don't trust Spurs to game manage. 
a situation. So even if mm-hmm. it, it will be similar to United, where even if Spurs go two or three nil up, <laughs> Leeds don't stop. Um, well, they usually don't stop. So I can see Leeds coming back in that game because I just don't see how Spurs can control the game um, at, at a decent pace that they would be more comfortable with. So the only way they're going to win this is just being really clinical and scoring as much as they can to try and you know offset the the speed with which the game's going to be played at the amount of goals that I think they're susceptible to concede themselves uh I think this is going to probably be my game of the weekend in the Premier League in terms of just a fascinating end-to-end basketball match type of game where uh, both teams need a result obviously leads just to as Bielsa has said himself, they are in in the relegation battle, so they need to kind of get a bit of clearance there from the teams below them. And then from Spurs' side of things, they need a reaction from that Burnley result, and they also need a reaction for their top four ambitions, which is, I think, something that they should still be aiming for. The top four is not guaranteed this early into you know you know into the the end of the season because all those teams are so inconsistent so in any literally any one of those teams could go on a five game run mm-hmm. of wins we've seen arsenal do that this season we've seen spurs do that this season we've seen united like everyone can do it also all of them could go on a losing streak so uh, to say that the top four is over for spurs i think is a bit silly and i think it's an overreaction just because everyone else around them is inconsistent as well um, and it just needs a, a, a bit of fortune over three four games um, and, and all of a sudden the picture looks a lot brighter so we've gone 3-2 to that one that game's obviously the early kickoff um, for for the the Saturday games and it's on BT Sport but guy that doesn't matter to people like you and me because we have Liberty Shield and we can watch it uh pretty much on any of the channels whether it's NBC in the US if it's Supersport in South Africa if it is Peacock um which whichever channels are showing it I I have access to them and that's thanks to our presenting sponsors liberty shield they are a vpn provider and you can check out their services at libertyshield.com you guys can save with the coupon code router 50 you get 50 percent off of your router so you only get it for seven pounds 99 that is valid until the 31st of march Uh, liberty shield it's a virtual private network it's a technology that encrypts your internet traffic to protect your online identity hide your ip address and shield your online data from third parties you can also avoid geo blocks and government imposed restrictions to access any website Uh, it's just a fantastic tool to have uh guys are highly recommended um guy let's move on to our next game which again is an interesting one in terms of the relegation side of things brentford versus newcastle so brentford similar to leeds uh seem to be in a free fall at the moment um, they'll be hoping to try and stop that somewhat against a Newcastle side who obviously fifth in my um, Tavs top five from this past week and not looking like they're going to be stopping anytime soon, I don't think. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I was just trying to Dave about this. I think you have to make Newcastle the favourite. But ugh, when do Brentford wake up and smell the coffee? Because we have seen this season they can play Premier League football. Like, there's a reason they're 14th and not 20th. They have the squad capable. They have the players capable. 
It's just when when will it re-click? When will it get people back from injury? I think isn't Tony meant to be back? I do have the injuries open. Brentford. Tony seemingly back, but God, they have a lot more injuries. Um well not a lot more. But it's just it, it's funny with Brentford. It, if they're at full strength, I think they'd be competitive in this game, but obviously like Ivan Tony's only just come back. I really want to see Christian Eriksen again. I'm sure everyone would even if you like it. Arsenal fan, you probably want to see him have the have the best game. Um, guns and his Spurs connection, but yeah, it's it, Newcastle are favourites. They're in Tad's top five. They have to be the favourites for any game. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I think a draw is a perfectly fine result for Newcastle and Brentford. Like Newcastle, basically, well, not got themselves out of the relegation zone. But we, we've seen Eddie Howe settled in. The new signings have settled in. They haven't even really used Bruno Gimmeresh yet. Um, but ugh. I could see a draw, but I think it, logically you got to go with Newcastle. And you know what? 3-1 Newcastle. Oh! Mm. Chris Wood's going to have a tear it would be about time. I mean, he was uh, the podcast's player of the week after the comments he made to Curtis Zuma. I mean, that the audacity oh, just <laughs> meowing fantastic. all the time he's near him, I thought was hilarious. Uh, so 3-1 scoreline for you there. I've gone with the 2-0 uh, to Newcastle. I don't see uh, Brentford scoring in this one. And... <laughs> Newcastle, yeah, they they look like a team in form. I don't think they're in trouble anymore, but obviously you you can't count your your chickens before they hatch. Is that the is that the phrase? Yes. Um, <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was eggs or chickens, but yeah. Um, in terms of um, Newcastle, I think they 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 look like they have enough. Um, in terms of their squad, so. We will see how they get on in that game. Guy, we'll move on to Brighton versus Aston Villa. Two teams who... So from their past... Their their uh, last fixtures, right? It's Brighton versus Burnley. You're probably thinking Brighton, considering how they're going this season against a Burnley side that's struggling at the moment. Brighton's definitely going to win that one. Similarly... Stone cover draw, that one. Even a draw, uh, considering what happened, even a draw would have been great. But same thing for Aston Villa. They're coming up against the Watford side who can't seem to buy a win at any point in time this season, except for when Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is manager. They come up against Villa at Villa, a Villa side who the honeymoon phase is over for Gerrard. They need to start grinding out results again um, to, to try and finish in a healthy position this season. I don't think they're in trouble for relegation and I don't think they're a threat for any form of European football uh, to the clubs above them but at least you know a top half finish finish the season strong and head into next season is probably what they're aiming for now both teams come unstuck in 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 their respective games last week they both lose their games who's going to be able to capitalize on the other team's misfortunes of late um Aston Villa I don't know what to make of them at the moment. It 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 it's probably good um for those that are Steven Gerrard manager fans. Um I know they are out there especially ones associated to Liverpool. I, for me the jury's still out on him as as a managing candidate for Liverpool. Uh 
but hey, that's just me. And then Graham Potter, for me, Graham Potter is probably ahead of Gerard in my book in terms of if I had to gun to head, I had to pick one of them to become Liverpool manager. But anyway, this is probably a good test for Gerard having this bit of a slump. Can he dig a team out of slumps like this and how does he react? And then also Graham Potter, um, similar thing. You know, it's been up and down with how the how the club feels at the moment um in terms of are they happy with where they are should they be high up in the you know in in the table or should you know are they doing enough it, they're in a bit of a limbo phase i think brighton at the moment phase where a team has now come into the premier league they're now established as a premier league t- uh, club so they're never really in danger of going down but then now it's looking at okay what can we do in this league um, so it will be interesting to see the narrative that comes out of this game and, and and how it transpires. But I'll go out with my score. I've gone with a 1-1 draw. Um, I'm so sorry. Uh, I, you, people that listen, you know I don't like predicting draws, but I, I can't see anything other than a 1-1 draw for this one, Guy. I was thinking the exact same. <laughs> <laughs> genuinely, I watching Villa recently is just... it's. I don't. It just doesn't seem to work. Like the best name in football, marvelous Nakambrov, has got injured probably a couple of months ago now. But since then, the midfield just doesn't seem to work. I'm sure they've had good results since then, but they don't have a defensive midfielder. Ramsey's obviously excellent. He's very exciting, but Louise and McGinn, they, hmm, I don't think they really stepped up since Gerard's been there. Um, maybe they need to tinker around. They've got that French midfielder, uh, Sanson, I'll go with. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they'll probably have a young defensive midfielder, but they have to They have to do something. Because I agree with you. I think more so with Brighton. Brighton if Brighton don't finish 9th or 10th, I'll be shocked. But they're basically where they are. They're not going to go in Europe. And Villa Villa have got enough of a buffer to, to Brentford uh, in in 14th and Villa in 13th, and they've got a couple games in hand on Brentford as well. So, yeah, I think Villa will finish 13th to 10th, basically. Um, but it's not. it doesn't look like it's going to be a pretty end to the season. But, yeah, I agree with one all. It, I, I don't think this will be a good game. Like, Yeah, Villa's midfield doesn't work, and Brighton don't do goals. <laughs> but uh, they do have Dunk back, where they obviously got battered by Burnley, so clearly Dunk and Web- Webster, I don't know why I went, I went Webster there, he's not German. Um, Dunk and Webster, pr- probably their most important players now, especially with uh, them with Dan Byrne going to Newcastle, so yeah, I, I think their defensive stability probably counts on Basuma and them two more than, more than anyone now. So it, as long as Dunk's fine, um, Webster's a slight doubt, but yeah, I think Dunk and Duffy, obviously the long-term partnership's fine, or or uh, Dunk and Velt, uh, Veltman, yeah. Um, why am I forgetting names? Um, it should be fine, but yeah, I think Brighton, Brighton might not quite on the beach just yet, but they're probably one one or two decent results away from being square on the beach because they're safe. They've done their, they've they've accomplished their objective for the season. Yeah, once you get to that um, part of the, the 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 league or part of the season, and you in the position that they're in, it's. 
I guess that's also another then wrinkle to managing is are you able to motivate your players to finish the season strong when they kind of know what they're going to be mid-table team or just below top half or just in the top half. Um, so yeah, interesting game um, in terms of the dynamics in and around it. Not so sure if it's going to be interesting in terms of on the pitch and, and score lines. But Guy, we move on to Crystal Palace versus Burnley. Now, Burnley have two fixtures this game week. And as you mentioned with Webster, um, Burnley actually have a player that you could use that V sound in Verghorst. Um, I am the Segway King. But um, what do we think of Burnley in this game? I'm super excited for this game. There are a few games, you know, this weekend that have tasty narratives around them, tasty uh, duels and battles and and just games that could be exciting. Palace at home is usually always exciting, I've found. Um, I enjoy their games at uh, Salas Park. They're coming up against a Burnley side who massive result for them in midweek against Tottenham. They've got the double game week. This is their chance to kind of shake things up a bit and 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 cause some problems for teams that were, I think, relaxing a little bit when they had that lead over Burnley. But Burnley have been able to close down a lot of these teams and with a double game week, you know, get a win in this one and it could potentially move them out of the relegation zone, um, you know, especially considering Everton wouldn't have played by the time that Burnley have finished this game. So Everton could be in the relegation zone before they even play uh, against Man City. But in terms of Burnley, Verghorst, massive, probably going to be captained by a lot of people in fantasy. I've been Ooh. very impressed with his hold-up play. Um, uh, you know, since he's come in, he's shown an appetite for for trying to get goals. Um, I think he's only got the one goal at the moment uh, on his record, but you can see the potential for goals with him, especially in this Burnley side. And and they seem to be trusting him more and more. A, a lot of the time, he's the first person they look for when they're passing the ball out, or if they're in trouble, give it to Verghorst. He'll figure out how to either get us a foul, slow game down, hold the ball up, bring players into into play and, and just give us some sort of relief. And then on the other side, you got Crystal Palace, who in the midweek, they had that game against Watford. Um, and quite an emphatic win, uh, 4-1. Fall on the Crystal manager, that. all the frustrations. <laughs> <laughs> you play 4 I think, yeah. <laughs> I think I think Zaha may have taken that game yeah. a little too personally. Uh, gets two goals in that one. Gallagher obviously shows up again. I mean, what a signing for them in terms of loan signings this season. Are you expecting the same type of performance from Crystal Palace? I mean, it was an away game, and we've usually seen them do that kind of damage at home. What more, what, what more when they're at home um, against a Burnley side who showed, they showed something, they showed fight against Spurs. They they showed they can hang in and, and obviously cause you problems both aerially and on the ground. Uh, I'm very excited for this game. So in the home table, Crystal Palace are 10th. So a bit mm. better. They're one spot up. <laughs> so it <just laughs> seems, seems to not really matter. Um, yeah, this is a strange game. I I, I even watched the um, highlights from from their win over Watford. Because um, well, Liverpool scored six goals, so I was a bit distracted. I think, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it. I think this is a tough one. I think 
Crystal Palace, they've obviously changed mana, they've changed a lot of players. But they're still Crystal Palace. They lose one, they win one, they draw one. Uh, see, that's how I still see Crystal Palace. It's probably not true anymore. But that, that's how I still see it. Let's look at the form. Let's have a look at the form. Ah, it is. It is a draw, loss and win. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, it's still going. Still going strong. Um, never let me down. So, what are they up to now? What what would the what would this one be? The draw or the loss? Well, they won last time. Yeah, I mean, they won go, for one. If we one. go full circle, it's a draw. Oh. But like, I don't... Because it's only five on the Premier League. The previous cycle was a draw loss. So, if they lost... If they won, we, we, we've... Who did they play before Liverpool? That's the question here. We'll find that out whilst I'm talking. Um, but yeah, it, I'm kind of looking... I'm favouring a draw here. I think Burnley would... It, it, I think it'd be a fine draw for Burnley, obviously going to Sellers Park, as you say, one of the best um, atmospheres. <laughs> Burnley had a draw against Man United before yeah. Liverpool. I was on about Palace, but yes, they did. Um, but yeah, it's... I'm thinking one all, and I think that'd be a good result for Burnley. <laughs> you know why I'm chuckling? They'd, they had a one-one draw against Brighton. Beautiful. <laughs> I think you're onto something. Yes. Here. Wow. They just can't, okay. just can't allow it. They can't. Allow okay, it. so you you going for a draw? Yeah. The science <laughs> says draw. <laughs> <laughs> what's the what's the score for the draw? One-one. One-one. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. So back-to-back, one one get You know what? For the hell of it, I'm going to go one one two because yes. this seems like it's fate. Um, and whether or not it has a fateful effect on your bank it or burn it predictions, we will find out soon enough because, Guy, it is time for bank it or burn it. The game where I place 15 seconds on the clock, Guy will try to answer all five questions in each of the five rounds before the 15 seconds runs out. If he thinks that a scenario is, you know, I'm going to read out each question. If he thinks that a scenario is going to happen, he will shout, bank it. If he thinks the scenario will not happen, he will shout, burn it. Um, And then, yeah, we'll see how he gets on. Now, in terms of current leaderboard, uh, in first place is Mitch Letizia. He's got 19 out of 25, obviously subbed in for Alex Letizia. Uh, I want to say two, three weeks ago, um, his first ever Banker or Burn It, and he comes and absolutely smashes it. So 19 out of 25, lofty, lofty scoreline to try and beat their guy. Jake Jackman in second place with 15 out of 25 at the moment. But second place doesn't count for anything here on Bank of Burner because you don't win anything. The winner gets a massive trophy. Uh, Jody won it last year. Uh, I think she's got photos up with the trophy and all of that celebrating. She claimed she was going to defend her title. We'll see if she can knock Mitch off of the perch. But before she gets a chance, Guy Drinkle will have a chance. How are you feeling? I'm always confident to do. Always, always confident. confident. Always confident. Not necessarily always getting the result, Mr. Drinkle. You? <laughs> but you start off with Southampton versus Norwich. So the five uh, questions for those playing at home, if you want to take them down and kind of get familiarized with them. Uh, possession over 55% to the home team. B, over three of sides. C, over 30 clearances. D, outside the box goal. E, knee slide goal celebration. Now, as we both mentioned um, I'm South London, I mean, well, South England, you're North England, and both are reporting that it's quite dry today. Um, 
sun has peaked out every so often. Uh, no signs of rain today, Guy Drinkle. So I don't know if that affects the Southampton Norwich predictions and going into the weekend, whether or not the rain stays away. It's key for the new it, slides. It's key. Yeah, it's, 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 it's definitely something you have to take into account, no? It is. You won't see knee slides on, on Turf Moor, for example, unless it's been <laughs> absolute pouring, really. Nobody wants carpet burn, does it? No, you don't want anything of that. Funny story, though. Um, when, you know, back in high school, uh, playing rugby, my brother was playing, you know, they finally convinced him to to to, to, to go play rugby because he's a really, really fast runner, ran the 100 meter and the, you know, sub 11s and stuff like that. So really fast runner. Um so they they he he agrees to play uh he's playing for the first team they, they he's on the wing they give him the ball he just runs around <laughs> everyone and goes and scores a try and then he goes for a knee slide and it wasn't one of those pitches that oh, you should be no. going for a knee slide and he stands up and is just Oh, bleeding yeah. knees. It, it wasn't great. I it hope he never great, played so. rugby after that. You, you can't. <laughs> he, he carried on, but he, he definitely didn't do any knee slides after that one in terms of... He, he chose other celebrations, um, to, you know, to go with. But Guy, we'll see if you'll be celebrating come the end of this run of fixtures. Southampton versus Norwich. Are you ready? Born ready. All right, here we go. So, for all the marbles... Southampton versus Norwich, your time starts now. Possession over 55% for the home team. Wow. Over three offsides. Bank it. Over 30 clearances. Burn it. Outside the box goal. Bank it. Knee slide goal Burn celebration. It. Who is scoring outside the box? Hoff Prowse from a free kick. Oh, fair, fair, fair. Okay, okay. That is interesting. Hmm. Okay. And no knee slide there. Um, you've also, you, the, the weather's obviously played a factor in that one. And now yeah, it's I'm, too dry I'm down sure south. It's too time. dry. It's too dry down south. Um, Leeds versus Spurs, a game you've predicted 3-2. So plenty of goals in that one. We'll see how that affects how you think it's going to go. Your time starts now. Possession over 55% of the home team. Over three of sides. Bank it. Over 30 clearances. Bank it. Outside the box goal. Burn it. Ooh, knee slide goal celebration. Burn it. Ooh, that's a lot of goals to be risking a burn. Mm. That is a lot of goals to be risking. Wow. Harry okay, Kane I, does, I think he saves knee slides for Arsenal. I think that's it. And City, obviously. He, yeah, he sort of well, jumps saves, in the air and does a fist bump. City, really. <laughs> <laughs> He does that like jumping fist pumping, yeah. doesn't he? Um, but oh, Son loves a knee slide, I think. Does he? I think Sonny does. I think Sonny does. Oh, that's risky though. And Rafinha definitely does. And you know if Leeds are scoring, he's going to be involved. But so if there's I'd, too many I... equalizers and stuff, they might just grab the ball and get back. You know what I mean? Oh, you got to love that. Yeah, there's, there's method to the madness. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. Um, I think you might regret that one, but we mm. will see. I, 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 fair play to the logic. Um, we go Brentford versus Newcastle. Your time starts now. Possession over fifty-five Burn it. for the home team. Over three offsides. Burn it. Over thirty clearances. Bank it. Outside the box goal. Burn it. Knee slide goal celebration. Burn it. 
Oh, so you're not you, you're not thinking John Joe Shelby outside the box goal there? No, 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 no. no, no. no. It's too much pain. <laughs> Brentford play like twelve at the back. It's not happening. <laughs> he probably will now, but hey ho. Come on, Shelby. Yeah, <laughs> that would make my weekend. Sorry, guy. Uh, you know it's. It's not like Liverpool playing a final or anything, but that would make my weekend. Shelby scores outside the box goal now and does that eyeglasses celebration directly knee, at you. Knee slide eyeglass celebration. L- lifts his top of top up and it's written uh, "suck it, guy drinkle." That's true. Yeah, so I'd, do, I'd respect that. To be fair, it means it means he's listening, so that's fair. Oh, Shelby listens. Shelby listens. Why would he? King of the golf course. Uh, he knows what I mean. <laughs> All right, so Brighton versus Aston Villa, a game we think will be interesting in in terms of the narratives that are going to be in and around it, but let's see how Guy gets on. Your time starts now. Possession over 55% of the home team. Over three offsides. Bank it. Over 30 clearances. Bank it. Outside the box goal. Bank it. Knee slide goal celebration. Burn it. Ooh. Now, I'm just going to scroll up a bit here because I'm sensing a theme and I'm right. Guy, you've burnt every single um, one of question A in terms of possession, 55% to the home. I don't, I don't think the, these fixtures, the same. The most confident one I was with Leeds for some reason. Yeah. I, it's a, I, the, they seem very close for these, these games, I think. So there's not really like a, well... We missed Everton. If, Man City, if the Man City game was on, I would have. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, it's Everton away. But so I no, it's Everton. Yeah, exactly. It's Everton, so, yeah, I don't, I, there's well. not a clear favourite in any of these games, I don't think. It, so. All right. So let, let, let's, finish, let, let, let's finish strong here. You've got four in a row in terms of burns for possession over 55% of the home team. Let's see if Guy Drinkle has a clean sweep for question mm-hmm. A. It's Crystal Palace versus Burnley. It's at Salas Park, mind you. Um, so that's quite interesting. All right. So your time starts now. Possession of 55% to the home team. Bank it. Oh, over three offsides. Bank it. Over 30 clearances. Bank it. Outside the box goal. Burn it. Knee slide goal celebration. Oh, go on then. Gives one. Bank it. Oh, got to go brilliant. with one. Even if I don't. you got to go with one. you got to go with one. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, because you were going to go clean sweep for Burns, hey, yeah, for the celebration. I was. Um, oh, you, you've broken both. <laughs> not a chance. I mean, you're He's too legs. tall. Can he get <laughs> down there? I don't it's think too, it's too much down. wind resistance. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Uh, well played, Guy. Uh, we'll see how you get on with that one and whether or not Guy Drinkle can get on top of the scoreboard and claim a title but, or, or you know yeah if you ask guy drinkle it's reclaiming if you if you actually look at the chill, i'm chill sonning in this it's <laughs> very niche for that but there we go i got it yes I, it's for to do with that one only to do thank you <laughs> all right guy we'll move on to our next batch of fixtures and those ones start off with man united versus watford obviously one of the contentious teams in my tad's top five man united um coming up against watford who just got spanked by crystal palace are you giving watford a chance in this game or anything like that well all watford's done this season has got all you're gonna soul shine sacks yeah i have to really <laughs> um watford <laughs> It's strange. They've gone from so many extremes. I think 
the only attacking under Ranieri and now just defending under Roy Hodgson. I it, I think that's a squad that, well, they don't have the best defenders, but I think there needs to be a balance there because I think the only way they were going to stay up was going mental in attack. But Ranieri, I don't think Ranieri was the right man for that. So I agree with the sack. I'm just not sure if Roy Hodgson was the right man. I think it's it's a tough one. It's a tough one. But yeah, I think Watford have to kind of unleash their attack a bit. And and we know Man United do concede goals and chances. Obviously, De Gea has probably been their best player this season. And that only happens for one reason. It means that they don't defend very well. Um, but yeah, Man, Man United, regardless of how they perform, they are getting results. These are the teams Ronaldo scores against, really. Um, Sancho's obviously improving. Alanga seems to be taking steps every time he plays. Um, Rashford's not been very good. Um, but they don't have many options up front, considering what they started with at the season. For, for numerous reasons that I won't go into. Um, Man United are favourites. I'm sure Man United had a good record against Roy Hodgson at Pat. No, no, I think Palace actually beat them last year. I might be wrong mm-hmm. on that. I think I am wrong on that, actually. Um, mm, the safe option is Man United, and I'm going to go with the safe. I'll go 3-1 Man United. That's a very confident yes. prediction there, guy. I don't trust Man United with anything. <laughs> All right. So 3-1 to Man United. Um, last season, Crystal Palace won 3-1 at Old Trafford. I, I do. So yes. guy knows his football. The guy knows his football. You can't deny him that. Okay, 3-1 to Man United. Um, I think I've gone 2-0 Man United. Um, I, I can see them keeping a clean sheet. I can see them... Struggling a little bit at the beginning, getting a goal, you know, maybe midway through the game, finishing off with a late goal. Definitely Cristiano Ronaldo in with the shout. I'm enjoying the fact that Sancho is starting to become Jaden Sancho again I'm for not. them. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, for for the player, for the player. And look, yeah. um, to be fair, I don't think they're anywhere close to catching Liverpool. So does it matter? God, does it does it really matter? Um, yes. Yeah, happy for the player, <laughs> not maybe not for the for for the team. Um, guy certainly not happy for either. Um, he hates Jaden Sancho. So moving on I to Everton, <laughs> moving on to Everton versus Man City. Um, more things that Guy Drinkle hates. Uh, guy, do you even do you just sit back and watch this with popcorn? Because either way, it, it it's going to be hilarious for you. Whoa. That's a great way of putting it, yeah. I think if Everton win, I thank you any religion, <laughs> whoever, whoever's <laughs> up there, thank you. <laughs> um, do Everton fans want them to win? That's the main question. Probably not. That's, that seems to be the debate for yeah. Everton fans on Twitter at the moment. Really is does. Do we beat Man City and allow Liverpool the chance to potentially win another title? Or do we save ourselves You know, uh, from getting embroiled in this relegation battle. I mean, very interesting discussion. And, you know, sitting on a high horse, being a Liverpool fan, it's very. I think it's quite difficult to put ourselves in Everton's shoes at the moment, always being the little brother or, the, you know, um, in the conversation and then being in a situation where you could probably stop um, older brother from getting all the plaudits. 
from Everton's point of view, right, I, I've, I've heard the arguments from both sides. Um, on the one end, they're saying, look, similar, I guess, oh, similar to what I was talking about with Spurs, where you're not expected to beat Man City. Um, and I, you know, so if we lose to Man City, whatever, we, we weren't expected to win anyway. And if we're going to get relegated, it's not going to be off the back of losing to Man City. It's going to be off the back of all the other dodgy results that we've had this season mm -hmm. and not being able to react, you know, towards the end of the season. So it's not the, their season doesn't live and die in on this game. So losing it, it's not that big a deal. I get that side of thing. On the other side of the, the table is let's just worry about ourselves and not Liverpool. Let's just get points on the board, win, um, get out of this relegation situation. We know we've got tough fixtures for the rest of the season. So any points that come, let them come because we're going to need probably all of them um, come to, closer to the end of the season. And we don't want to be in a situation where we're leaving this way too late. So let's just go out there. Let's add Goodison Park. We know we can get a ground, um, really good atmosphere at the ground when we want to. So let's go so back the boys. Let's back our club to to stay in the you know in the league. And and this would be a big three points to helping us along in achieving that goal. Now, having said all of that, guy, um, I've gone with a four 0 Man City win. Um, I was thinking I, the same. <laughs> we're we're in sync at the we moment. We are. Guy. We are. It's a beautiful thing. If I thing. lose Bank at it's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> so are we both going to lock in 4-0? Yeah, we'll do 4-0. Yeah. Like, whatever we say about Everton, they do not decide if they win this match or not. Man City that's do. The, yeah. that's, that's the thing that, that was hilarious for me is the audacity yeah. of saying, oh, should we... You know, should, should we to get a goal? <laughs> you know, should, should we should we win this? You know what? We'll just win. It's Manchester City crying out loud. Um. Anyway, um. Yeah. So we both gone four 0 for that yeah. one. I think Man City are going to be really angry, and they're going to take it out on Everton. Unfortunately, um, they're going to take it out on a lot of teams. Everton uh, just don't have the, any resilience at all. Like, and now they've hired Lampard, who doesn't do defending as well. Nah, Michael King's nah. not very good at football. <clears throat> it's it's going to be scary, but but if if there's any hope for me, it stems from the fact that it's at Goodison Park. That stadium yeah, it takes can one, bring it takes out one Man City goal in that place is the worst. It's the worst stadium, and I've never been, obviously, but it, it's the most toxic ground in 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 the Premier League. If if, if it's not going well, so if. If Man City are tuning up at half time, it's it's gonna be booze. Interesting stuff. And would you bank on hearing some, maybe not a lot, of booze of Everton score? I put my, <laughs> my whole savings <laughs> on that to do. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That would be interesting. All right. West Ham versus Wolves is the game that follows this one. Guy, it's two teams that are both still in the race for the top four. Obviously, both um, you know, Wolves taking a, a bit of a knock in in that Arsenal game uh, that was played yesterday, and then West Ham a couple of draws, a couple of losses, one win in their last five games. They're a team that's been sliding down the table. They they were looking so good, guy. David Moyes was nailed on for manager of the season not so long ago. What is going on with West Ham? Is is it a if Mikel Antonio doesn't decide to play, we don't play either? What what's going on there? Well, seemingly, I think it kind of... I'm not sure when the um, 
poor form started. Uh, I mean, a couple of them were in January, but I think you have to look at the January window as kind of a failure. That, that did, did they bring in? I don't think they brought anyone in, did they? Mm. Um, and you look, they, they played all the Europa League and obviously threw in there, and they have to play Sevilla, which is obviously probably the toughest draw they could have got. Um, but they have no midfield depth that's trusted clearly. That Czech lad's not got any minutes. Kral, I think his name is. I think he's barely played at all. Uh, Antonio is literally their only striker. Their backup to that is moving Bowen up front, where he's been their main threat from the right. So they just don't have the depth to maintain this, I don't think. I think if they if they could play their best eleven every week, they'd probably be my favourites to get top four. But like Declan Rice is going to have to play in new maximum amount of games in his career. So so check. So is Antonio, who we know has the injury problems. Bowen probably used to it because he's only recently came out the championship, so he's probably used to a lot of games. To be fair to him. But that that's a that's and obviously depth at centre back's an issue as well because um, uh, what's it? Ogbonna, he's yes. obviously out all season as well. So they only have um, three centre backs really, and one of them's been in Bobber recently. Um, and I don't think Moyes likes Diop all that much. I think he subbed him off against Kidderminster and stuff like that. Craig Dawson's clearly ahead of him. So yeah, I I think maybe it stems back to January where they really needed reinforcements if they were to fight on two fronts and however seriously they're taking the FA Cup. But yeah, I I think that's kind of been the question about West Ham. Even last year when when they were fighting for top four because they should have got top four last season. But Declan, I think Declan Rice was injured or got suspended. I can't remember. But they missed Declan Rice for a couple of games or a handful of games and they weren't the same team. I know it's hard backing up your best players, especially when you're West Ham, but you need some sort of backup. Not that isn't Mark Noble who's retiring at the end of the season. So yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's a failing of the transfer window that's kind of costing West Ham. They're still a very good team on the day, but them days seem to be less con- uh, con- happening consistently less. Um, and Wolves, Wolves are good. They just don't like Arsenal for some reason. Um, yeah, three our last five years, two losses, both to Arsenal, and then three wins out of that. Um, I think this will be a tight game, maybe a slightly boring game. Um, I'm almost favouring a draw, but just to be a bit spicy, I might back Wolves. Oh, two one two, two nil Wolves. 2-0 to Wolves. Wolves getting in double digits of goals for one of the very few times this yeah, season. I, mean, well, um, I feel like I should have went 1-0 there, but hey, oh, <laughs> no, it's locked in. It's locked in. And the reason why I'm locking it in is because I've gone 1-0 to Wolves. Yeah. I think they sneak it. I think... Um, could have been the same yeah. for all of them there today. Yeah, so let's move on to the, far, the, the last game of the game week. It's Burnley versus Leicester. Um, obviously, this is Burnley's second game of the game week against a very weird team in Leicester City this season. Um, Rogers is safe, though. He's been backed. He's been backed to mm. stay as the manager. Well, they have faith safe. in him. They haven't won in God knows when. Um, you know, it, it's 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 been a long time since Leicester last won a game. And then, depending on how the game goes um, on the weekend for Burnley, obviously, you've gone... 
with a 1-1 draw. I've gone with a 1-1 draw. It's been a harmonious podcast, um, as we've mentioned before. But in this one, Guy, I'll kick us off with uh, my prediction here. I think the misery continues for Leicester. I just have no faith in them this season whatsoever. And I think that Burnley will feel, you know, after the 1-1 draw, we need to get a win here. We we need to just get a W on the board. It's at home. Um, probably by then the weather will be bad again, knowing the UK. It's so Burnley. It's always bad. <laughs> they'll be they love it. They'll be one of those. And what Burnley have shown, especially in that Spurs game and in that Brighton game, is that they're going to make you work for the full 90 minutes. And if you're not prepared to dig in, and grind out, you know, a win or a draw if you're the other team, you're going to be found wanting. And this version of Leicester, the Leicester we've seen this season, those guys aren't fighters. For me, I've not seen any fight mm-hmm. in Leicester City this season. Um, I think they're just their players are concentrating on European football and, and that's all they care about this season. Um, and it's been very disappointing for me in terms of Premier League. And we know in the Premier League, you've got to fight for every single result. And Burnley are one of those teams that are going to keep you honest. They're going to make sure if, if you get a win against them, especially at Turf Moor, you know that you've been in a fight. So, yeah. Um, I'm going obviously with the Burnley win here. I'm going to go with a three-nil Burnley win. A surprise, Ooh. not surprise, Ooh, I but I it. think I think Leicester are disappointing this season, and this is going to be that rubber stamp game that gets people to actually start talking about Brendan Rodgers and what he's not doing at Leicester because he's not performing at all, and he just gets away with it. I don't understand it. The guy. It, you wouldn't even know that Leicester are struggling this season. You wouldn't know that Leicester are in 12th place, a team that is, you know, usually challenging for those European spots, usually trying to sneak into top four whenever one of those, um, you know, bigger clubs tries, you know, messes up or, or should I say a couple of them mess up. Leicester always in there, you know, ready to pounce. That's not the case this season. And I think the woes continue. I've gone 3-0 to Burnley. What you got to say about that? I was thinking 2-0 Burnley. Oh. I might go the same. Let's let's end let's in a good way. Let's end note. in a good way. But yeah, I agree with everything you said. Leicester don't fight. Like in, injuries, whatever. Like Johnny Evans is obviously clearly missed. So is Wes, um, Wesley Fofana. Yes. But like I know um, Sionchu is clearly the weirdest centre-back in the world. <laughs> Yes. Not just because he looks like Lord Farquaad, but <laughs> he was he was really good next to Johnny Evans for that first season when they were challenging for top four, um, if I remember correctly. But yeah, his regression, I was trying to think of the opposite of development, eh? regression <laughs> is, um, is it, it's probably the quickest I've ever seen from a player. It, he's dreadful. He's literally dreadful he, he's absolutely horrid at centre-back like Daniel Lamarty is like their most reliable centre-back at the minute he's not great and their only other option is moving NDD out of his position to centre-back like it's not it's not a good like I'm saying this it's not that good of a situation but from to drop where did Leicester finish last year was it fifth fifth let's have a look they definitely made um, fifth, yeah. So they got they finished six with sixty six points. I think that I said before. I flipped back over. Yes, sixty six. That's correct. And I kind of broke what I was trying to do here, but um, 
what are they on? They are all 27. Oh, currently, yeah, yeah 27. they're 27 at the minute. Like, the fall off is... Having played a game less than the team around them, or two, to be fair. I know, you know? It's, it's Leicester. We yeah. already predicted a losing 3-0 to Burnley here. What, <laughs> like, what, what do we talk about with the other two games? Like, oh, the drop-off... Like, Liverpool last season... Like, I know they went from winning the league to, to finishing third, but look at the injury Liverpool had last year, and we we played with Nat Phillips and Reese Williams at centre-back. And we Don't went on... Me. What was it, 10 games we went winning, or whatever, undefeated at the end of the season? I think it was actually winning. Like, and that's with players who were championship... Well, Reese Williams failed at Swansea on loan. He might be a League One player. Are you telling me you can't... Nearly maintain a level with what did Vestergaard Vestergaard cost like 15 mil or something like that in the summer? Vestergaard and Siondra, you can't make or tweak your system to get anywhere near your level over the last two years. And I agree, Vestergaard's a dreadful player, but what have you done to make it that poisonous at centre back that only Johnny Evans must be 35 by now? A mid thirties Johnny Evans is your be- your only hope at defence. Come on, and yeah, th- I, this is a mo- mainly on Brendan for me. Lack of quality in defence, whatever. But look at the, look at the, look what a good manager does at Liverpool last year. Nat Phillips and Reese Williams. Come on, you're telling me they're better and than the Vestergaard thing for me is, The thing for me is they've got enough defensive minded midfielders to at least. Contain. Stop things. Yeah. You know what I mean? You've got the Ndidis, you've got the Samoros, you've got the Amatis in there. Where, okay, if you don't have the center backs, you can set a team up to at least shield and protect the fact that you don't have center backs. And he's not done that this season. I've not seen any of that. It's it's, mm. it's shocking and, and it's going to get me irritated. And I don't want to get irritated right now, Guy, because obviously, um, you know, there's a cup final on the horizon this weekend for... Liverpool versus and for Chelsea um, Carabao Cup it's one of those tournaments where it doesn't matter unless you win it so to whichever team wins it congratulations and obviously the team that loses it they never wanted to win it anyway Um, I think that's how the saying goes Klopp didn't even do the press conference (laughs) (laughs) probably have Pep Linders coaching but guy that that's going to do it for another episode of a tad predictable do you have anything you want to plug put over promote before we wrap up uh, yeah, I, well, speaking of the cup final, I am on post-match duty. Uh, my first season doing the cups, and we have got to a final. So if we win, I need a medal. Just saying. Um, that so, might be the first thing that you claim that you actually deserve. How dare you? <laughs> so yeah, I will be expecting a League Cup medal in the uh, post if Liverpool do win. And <laughs> if we lose, it's not my fault because Gags is going... <laughs> And he is a jinx, apparently. Um, but yeah, that that's on... If you're a Liverpool fan, that's live on Discord afterwards. If we win, it'll probably be many, many people jumping in and chatting for a little bit and stuff like that. And if we lose, it'll just be sad and short and probably half an hour long of just going, well, yeah, cup's crap anyway. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want um, it anyway. Yeah, uh, and I'll, I just recorded basically the other opposite version of this with Dave which has just came out a few minutes ago because it comes out at four o'clock. Um, but yeah, I, I'm doing the hosting bit with Dave there. So if you want Dave's predictions, Two Footed has just come out. So yeah, a couple, couple of things for me there. 
Awesome stuff. Yeah, guys, from my end, go and check out the website, eplindex.com. There's match previews, post-match reviews, player performances, and all of the news that you guys could possibly wish for. Of course, as Guy has mentioned, there's the daily podcast show. It goes on Mondays to Fridays. It's a two-footer podcast with Mr. Dave Hendrick. Uh, finally, you can also check out our flagship show, which runs weekly. It's the EPL Roundtable, where Kev DeVries sits down with panelists from respective EPL teams. They do reviewings and previewings of the happenings around the EPL. Uh, the likes of Jake Jackman, who you guys will be familiar with from this podcast. I myself, of course, will go on there sometimes. Uh, it's a really good fun show to get kind of an all-round feel of what the you know what teams are feeling in the league what's happening in and around the premier league it usually comes out um mondays or late on sundays uh always on my listening rotor guys follow this show on the twitter page at a tad predictable um go follow at epl index um also guys do subscribe to epl index podcast channel uh give us five stars write positive comments let everyone know that my tag top five was incredible again um an, an unprecedented record time uh you know where it's it's another episode another great show from me in terms of tad's top five uh definitely not contentious at all um you know arsenal didn't deserve to be in there um guys also go and sign up for the predictions competition it's eplindex.com stroke predictions and you stand a chance to win uh you guys can win a hundred pounds voucher for epl index shop and then you can also win £300 cash moolah uh, from our presenting sponsors, Liberty Shield VPN. So once again, go sign up at eplindex.com, stroke predictions. Uh, and then all you have to do is get your predictions in each week. Um, and then if you top that leaderboard, you get that awesome prize. I've been Teddy Ochenakira. You can find me on the Twitter handle at tadpredicts. Uh, Huge thank you to Obi Semenya for our guest intros. He's at John Empire SA, our producer behind the glass. And he was in front of the mic today, Mr. Guy Drinkle. He's at Guy Drinkle on the Twitters. And remember, Chisinga Perry, Chino Shura. What a goal by Harry Kane. Saka, 2-0. Jesse Lingard, oh, thumping finish. The champions of 2021 are Manchester City. Sports Social Podcast Network.